Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It's nothing dirty. It's very dirty. In music, F means forte. It's very dirty. And forte means loud. As a matter of fact, if you look at the sound holes on Mm -hmm. a violin, a viola, a cello, a contrabass. I can't. They are in the shape of an F because it means forte. Thus, F hole. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. Who are you? I am Tammy Burns. You probably remember, we recorded about a week ago, and I had a, a show all ready to go, which I called the greatest guitar intros of all time. Yeah, it was it, wonderful. Well, it was a list of 20 by Guitar World Magazine, and I thought, well, it would just be fun. We'll just sort of you know, look at it. And I looked back at it, and I thought, you know, it's just a list. Mm-hmm. There's not much to it. I remember I said to you, let me punch it up a little bit. We'll come back. We'll record it at another date. Yeah, right? add something to it. The thing is, the stuff that I found, I thought was better than the show itself, the 20 guitar licks or guitar intros or whatever you want to call them. I started punching it up because uh-huh. I like to have all kinds of additional information just so it's not a list here or there. I just, you know, Day Tripper by the George Harrison Beatles group. Lists you know? are boring. And then list and list and list. So I started looking into a lot of these different guitar things. And the first thing I did was, why is it called a riff? And this is what happened. I, I have came no up, idea. I came up with 35 guitar and music terms that I know for a fact we have used on this show. And I found out why the term is used. And I found out why the term exists. So now I'm more interested in these 35 terms than I am the greatest guitar intros of all time. So here's what I'm going to do. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the, the script here. Why is it called a riff? I I will tell you in just one second. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use the greatest guitar intros of all times just as the playlist. And I'll tell you what they are, and you can argue about them. Okay. But I'm going to use these 35 terms as really the the content of the show. Does that make sense? Not at all, but you know what? Go forward. Let's just talk. Do it. Why is it called a riff? Well, it's short for the word refrain. It comes from the French word refrendier, meaning to repeat. No wonder we say riff. That's why it's called a riff. What's the difference between a guitar riff and a guitar lick? They're used interchangeably all the time. Not a thing. Mm, No. A riff is generally self-contained. A lick is incomplete. It is part of the greater. For example, when you listen to, say, ACDC's, well, I mentioned Day Tripper. Uh-huh. That bum, ba, 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 bum, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum. That's a complete, that's a complete riff. Right. Okay? Right. Whereas if you listen to a guitar solo, it's made up of little tiny elements. Those are licks. 
and usually the licks are recognized as an element of a genre, i.e. a blues lick. It's not part of the song, it's just a quick element that makes up something or is meant to get you to another place. Does that make sense? Totally. Huh? huh? Totally, huh? totally. Why is a guitar called an axe? Hmm? Mm, because somebody hmm? cut down a tree with it? Yes. No. Why? It comes from 1940s and 1950s jazz slang, a, a, a saxophone was first referred to as an axe yes. because when you hold it sort of horizontal it kind of looks like an axe gotcha. plus axe rhymes with sax it's due to its shape mm -hmm. it just simply made the jump to guitar so there you Aww. go there's three things that you now know i and never word. knew but i gotta play something so i'm gonna use the guitar world uh 20 greatest guitar intros of all time which is silly but it's what i have heartbreaker by led zeppelin they say is one of the best iron man by black sabbath they say is one of the best and this is the one we're gonna play enter sandman it's one of those where as soon as you hear it bang love it we'll be back with more of these but i also have all of these terms this isn't a well put together show but i've got to tell you it's going to be interesting you as gotta anything. get it out you bet here on rock school Okay, coming out of Enter Sandman, one of the greatest riffs, one of the greatest introductory riffs, according to Guitar World Magazine. One of my favorite songs. You bet. Now, back to these terms that I was using to try and punch up the show, which actually became the show. What is a chordal progression? I have used the term a bunch on this radio Moving show. Moving from one chord to the other. Exactly that. But it is a movement between chords that creates an underlying portion of the song. Okay. Think of, say, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's the chordal progression from the chorus. Okay. When you hear the chorus, that's what dun, you want. Dun, you can have dun, it for dun, the chorus, dun, dun, the bridge, or if you want the entire song yeah. the whole way through. Okay, why is playing fast called shredding? Hmm? Tearing up the uh, key. I mean, tearing up the strings, You right? would think, but where did it come from? There's really two theories as to where it came from. One theory suggests it's jazz again. Remember, axe came from a saxophone. Axe rhymes with sax, right? Right. Uh, it suggests that when the guitar was first being called an axe and you played fast, you were wood shedding 
meaning cutting wood up wood with shedding. your axe. Oh, that's cool. I don't buy that one, but it sounds plausible. Uh-huh. Okay? Yep. The better theory suggests that the term came about in the mid-80s with the explosion of the speed guitarist, Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, etc., the term seemed to be used by magazines, mm-hmm. especially those in Japan, before it was used amongst the players. Really? So it appears the term may simply have come from a Japanese writer attempting to use our language, messing it up, and simply hitting oh, a right note. Oh, how by beautiful doing it. is that? That's at least what some people think. In the Bible, the book of Psalms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Why do we know for a fact? that a psalm is a song. Mm, because mm-hmm. David said so? Don't don't want to go against that, but <laughs> if you're dealing just with the word, psalm is an old Greek verb, which is pronounced salian, I assume, P-S-A-L-L-E-I-N, and what it means is to pluck a stringed instrument, generally a harp. And there you have it. Yes, indeed. Back to Guitar World's 20 greatest uh, intros of all time. Roundabout by Yes. Mm-hmm. You Really Got Me by The Kings. Walk This Way by Aerosmith. And the one we're going to play, Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. Because we got to play something here on Rock School. It's getting near dawn. When lights close the tired eyes. I'll soon be with you, my love. Coming out of another Guitar World Greatest Guitar Intro of All Time. Back to these terms. We know what a guitarist like Eddie Van Halen at the end of Eruption, uh-huh. or just about any guitarist like Alive, brings his right hand up and touches the neck. Yeah. That's called tapping. Okay. Why is it called tapping? Why is that? I have no idea. All right. It says here, now, by the way, this is nothing new. This idea that Eddie Van Halen invented tapping, number he one. He did. No, he didn't. He, he might have popularized Come it. Come on. But no, he never once suggested that he invented tapping. It's been being done since, I mean, back when Niccolo Paganini was playing. He would use his right hand to touch the board and such. When you get the term tapping, and by the way, it's in classical guitar, too. You, you run out of fingers on your left hand, you bring one up on the right. Mm-hmm. When it really became popular in popular music was in the 1950s. In 1952, Jimmy Webster wrote a book showing the move, and he called it the touch method. So if you as a guitarist used it, you were said to be using the touch style. Fair enough. The tap moniker came from the beginning of the shred movement, when guitarists would bring it up and not only just touch it to yeah. get a new, you know, to get a new note, yeah. they would whack the neck with their hand gotcha. so that it would ring a harmonic. So technically, tapping is bringing up your hand, picking a fret 12 or 5 or 7 or however many notes or frets up from the note you're fretting, whacking it, 
and making the harmonic ring. That's tapping. Okay. The stuff that Eddie Van Halen does and all of that at the end of Eruption and such, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not tapping. Okay. That's called right hand hammer-ons. Oh, I thought it was magic. But everybody has decided it will be called tapping. And again, there's even, in Indian music, uh-huh. there's even a term for it because it's used so often. It's what called is it? selpi. The idea of playing with two hands is called selpi. Spell it. S-E-L-P-I, ladies and gentlemen. S-E-L-P-I. Why is a note called a third or a fifth or a ninth or a thirteenth It's the or note what you choose you? to, to, to uh, tap or whatever. Yes, but why does it have a specific number? Because it's the third note you're, you're, you're touching? Blah, 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 blah. Let's say we have a C scale. Uh-huh. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Okay. If you simply put a number on top of all of those, oh. C is one, D is two, gotcha. and on and on. Uh-huh. When you say it's a third, it's it's the third note of C. Okay. Of the C scale. When you say it's the ninth, mm-hmm. it's a specific number. It's D, you know, but it's it's C D E F G A B C, then that D. Gotcha. If it's the thirteenth, you simply count up to thirteen. That's where that came from. Why is it called a guitar? Why is it actually called a guitar? Because the person who made it called it a guitar. Bob Guitar. Bob Guitar Bob invented guitarra. it. That's right. Yeah. It comes from Spanish. The word guitarra. That makes sense. Yeah. But that then comes from the Latin sitara, which probably comes from the Persian sitar, which means se sitar. three tar strings. Okay. So the original Persian word meant an instrument with three strings. So sitar? Probably. Yeah. Probably. You ever seen that thing that guitarists put on the neck that allows them to block it like the third or the fourth? It's called a capo. I have seen that. Why is it called a capo? You call it stupid, right? No, I use it now, but uh, I used to not. Yeah. Why is it called a capo? No idea. Capo is short for capastato which is Italian for head of fretboard, which we call the nut. Okay, why is the top of a guitar neck called the nut? It probably comes from the German word nut, which meant groove or slot. Good Lord. So in the German, when you're talking about the nut, you say it's a bunch of nuts, which actually means the grooves or the slots, but we just simply shortened it to be... The nut. Doggone Americans. How about that? Hey, we got to play something also from the greatest guitar intros. Uh, Van Halen's Ain't Talking About Love. Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of. And Johnny B. Good from Chuck Berry. That's a good one. Let's play that on Rock School. Big old band, many people coming from. 
ladies and gentlemen. By the way, Purple Haze, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, another one of the 20 greatest guitar intros, according to Guitar World. Yes. Would you like some more terms? Do it, do it, do it. That hole in the middle of a guitar body when you strum it. It's an F hole, right? That's right. It's called an F hole. Why is it called an F hole? I can't say it. It's nothing dirty. It's very dirty. In music, F means forte. It's very dirty. And forte means loud. As a matter of fact, if you look at the sound holes on Uh a violin, a viola, a cello, a contrabass. I can't. They are in the shape of an F because it means forte, Ah. thus F hole. Why is the ending piece of a song called a coda? Uh, C-O-D-A. Means ending? Close. It's straight from Italian. It means tail. <gasps> means a tale of the song. Tell the song. Yeah. Tell the century. Have you ever heard me make the statement that I'm going to play a pentatonic? Oh, I'm going to play a, a pentatonic scale. Times. It's an E flat pentatonic. Let me yeah, tell you, you what that you means. You throw that around all I the time. I do, just to sound smart. A scale mm-hmm. is like from A to A, from B to B, from C to C. D Normally, to D. right? D to e. Normally, it takes eight notes to get there. Okay. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, do, ti, la, so, fa, mi, re, do. Or if you play all of the sharps and flats, it takes 12. If you simply go from G to G, D to D, you know, what have you. Right. But it only takes you five notes to do it. Yeah. It's called a pentatonic scale. Penta, five. That's right. That's why it's called that. Um, Why is a piece of music called a fugue? A lot of box stuff is this. Mm. When you listen to a fugue, what it has is a note. Bum, 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 and between every note, it returns back to that first note. So uh, it's that note and the rest of them. No idea. Tell me, tell me. Fugue is Italian and it means flight. Probably because of the fact that you play that note, go to another note, come back to that note. Go to another note, oh, come back to that note. you fly away Going, every you time, You fly huh? away and you come Aww. back. There you go. I oh, I got it. a bunch more terms. Who's listening to us? KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, what is a ghost note? Every so often you'll hear a musician, they're playing along and he'll say, that note right there, ghost that note. What does Copy that mean? It. Follow it. I don't know. It's a note that has no real music value or tone. So what you either do is ignore it or you do something in its place. So instead of going, dun, 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 you go, dun, 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 down. Really? You can do that? Yeah, ghosting it. You palm mute it till you do no. something like that. Yeah, that's Why? another term for you, palm muting. <gasps> you mute the string with your palm. Uh-uh. Why is a grace note 
called a grace note. Here's the thing about a grace note, if you don't know what it is. When Eminem got into trouble for mm -hmm. stealing under pressure from Queen, yep. Eminem said, ours goes ding, 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 digga, ding, ding. Ding, 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 digga, ding, ding. What the difference he claimed was that the Queen song had a pickup note or what they call a grace note. Mm -hmm. So it went ding, 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 digga, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. That little thing right there. Uh -huh. Yep. There are apparently, and by the way, this dates all the way back to the 1600s. There are apparently... Uh, a series of notes that are all in what's known as the ornamental note category. They're not part of the original thing. They're just kind of there to be pretty. Yeah. And back then it was called a shake. It either meant a trill or a quick note to get to where you're going. Okay. And when it's written, and I, I, I don't want to read it to you because it's in Old English and things like that. Thank but what you. it means is the shake, the trill, the pretty things that go along with it simply make the music better and make it more graceful. Thus, it is called a grace note. Cool. How about that? I one like more. Uh -huh. One more and we'll continue on. Funk. Funk. F-U-N-K? F-U-N-K, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Funk. It's that kind of music in the 70s. Yeah, you're right, but where did it come from? It came from old blues vernacular. When you could smoke and drink and do other things in a club, that smoke would create this yellowish funk. stuff on the windows. Yeah. It was called funk. And Get if that a club... stuff off the windows. No. If a club had a lot of it, it was referred to as funky. And the funkier the club the better it was. No way. Yep, there you go. All right, let's do more of these great intros because wow. we got to play something. Judas Priest, breaking the law, breaking the law, Beavis and Butthead on Rock School. not going fast enough. I have to do more terms do it. to get through this thing. Why is an octave, as in do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, uh -huh. why is an octave called an octave? Hmm? Uh, because hmm? of eight something? Exactly. <gasps> it's Don't from, look so surprised. I okay. do. It's from the Latin octavus or octavus, which means eight. Uh -huh. Just that. All right. I'm Joe Burns. You are. Tammy Burns. And we are running late. So let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, August 12th through August 18th. Tammy, you got Monday. Go. August 12th, 1994, Woodstock 94 opens in Socrates, New York. August 13th, 2009, Les Paul dies of complications from pneumonia, age 94. August 14th, 2015, Barack Obama becomes the first president to release his Spotify playlist. August 15th, 1969, Woodstock opens in Bethel, New York. August 16th, 1977, aw, the king is dead. Elvis Presley passes away. August 17th, 1995, Microsoft buys the rights to use Start Me Up to promote their new operating system, Windows 95. 
And then finally, August 18th, 1955, Pete Seeger testifies before the House on American Activities Committee, otherwise known as the HUAC. Why are blues called blues? Because they're so doggone sad. That's what you'd think. That's where everybody goes. Okay. According to the epistemology Mm. of the word, in the 17th century, English expression, the blue devils, meant an alcohol withdrawal with hallucination and was simply changed to the blues. Now, by the 1800s, to be blue meant to be drunk or doing something that was not quite good for you. Thus, blue laws that dealt with alcohol on Sunday, working blue meant working dirty, and the term for porn movies, a blue movie. Right? Right. Near the 1900s, dancing and drinking uh, in a bad news kind of club was titled Going Blue, Being Blue, or Having the Blues. The person who played the music they danced to was known as a blues man, and the type of music he played was simply named after it. Wow. And by the way, the music has become so um, known with the idea of blues Mm -hmm. that the flatted third, which makes a blues scale a blues scale, is known as the blue note. Goodness. Why did you let our son paint his room blue? (laughs) I don't know. What's wrong with you? Do you know the word sopra? It is from Latin. It means above. It's where we get the term sopraano, soprano. Yeah, and I'll give you one more. Staccato. You know what it means to be staccato when you play? I don't. Very specific. Instead of legato, which is all together. Staccato is Italian. It means detached. Detach all of the notes. There you have it. We'll Whoa. be back with more terms here in a little bit. Oh, what am I going to play? I, uh, I, uh, Pick I can't something. Find hurry, hurry, uh, hurry. Uh, do uh, it, do uh, it. Uh, back in Black by ACDC. There we go on Rock School. Coming into the second break, I got to nail a few of these to get through them all. Vibrato and also tremolo. 
Oh, is there's a difference? Oh, yeah. Vibrato and tremolo are always used kind of interchangeably. Uh-huh. Vibrato is, again, from Italian, it means to vibrate. Yeah. And is usually used when talking about the voice. Oh. Right. Tremolo mm-hmm. is also Italian, and it means to tremble. And it is usually used when talking about an instrument. Okay. A whammy bar is actually a tremolo bar. Gotcha. Or when you take a note and just waggle it real hard, you're not vibrato. You are tremolo. Gotcha. Get it? Yep. Virtuoso. If you are really good, you're a virtuoso. Yep. It's Latin. Superstar, right? It means virtuosis. It means skill. It means virtue. So if you're a person with this thing, you are a man with Virtue, thus a virtuoso, Mm -hmm. thus the term. Why is a a, a sheet of music called a musical score? Seems Uh, like an odd word. I don't know. Tell me. Comes from the 1700s when drawing lines to connect staves of music. Those lines were called scoring the music. Oh, sweet. There you go. Uh, Arpeggio. No idea. When you have a, when you have a, like somebody, instead of strumming the chord, mm-hmm. is playing each individual note of the chord. Instead of going strum, 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 strum. Right. That's arpeggio. Right. It comes from the Italian word arpeggieri. No way I pronounced that correctly. No. When it means to play on a harp. The thing about a harp is every one of them is plucked. So all the notes are individual. My so gosh. So arpeggiere means to pluck each note. Arpeggio then means to separate Good every one of the notes. Lord. There you go. Who's listening to us on this here Rock School Radio Show? KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break have you heard me talking about chicken picking on a guitar yes, chicken picking yep it's a type of plucking with your right hand there are roll picks there are nashville picks there are different ways to play them the chicken picking is done very quickly and the reason it's called chicken picking is because it's done with your thumb your first finger and your middle finger uh-huh. you tuck the other two underneath and it looks like a chicken foot can it be done with your other hand it could but you'd have to be left-handed yeah Okay, but Where it, does, it's called the same thing, no yeah. matter which hand, right? Oh, sure. Okay. The chord. Mm-hmm. You've heard of a chord, an E chord, a Z chord, a what have you chord. Yep, yep, Why yep. is it called a chord? Why? Because it comes from Old English, a chord, as in to be in agreement or harmony. Gotcha. And it just got shortened down to chord. Okay. Falsetto. When you sing way up here. In your, yeah. It's called falsetto. The Italian pronunciation falsetto 
It's a diminutive of falso, meaning false. So if you're singing in falsetto, you're doing something that is false. Thus, you're not singing in your true voice. Right. Thus, falsetto. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, totally. Hook. Why is the really the chorus section of a song called a hook? It's what gets you. It's just that. It's a blatant marketing tool. What, we, what do we have to do to hook the listener? What is the thing they're going to hear and walk away and with? And repeat. Just that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Midi. Mm. Midi, midi, midi. No. A lot of you'll hear people who understand the technology and such of music, they go, we need a midi for this. What do you need it for? Well, what it is is the uh, musical instrument digital interface. You don't need them much anymore. I don't have any midis in here because everything is built to go directly into a computer. But there was a point in time where everything was analog and it didn't go oh, into a computer. Okay. So you had yep. to take the signal, this analog signal, yep. and in some way turn it into a digital signal that the computer would understand. And it went through a MIDI. It went through a musical instrument digital interface, otherwise known as a MIDI. Got it. So there. Looking back at the guitar world, I think it is, guitar player, one of the guitar magazines, uh, top 20 guitar interests of all time, money for nothing, it's Dire Straits on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. You think this was worthwhile? No. 35 terms? No. Yeah, I feel that way at the end of a lot of shows. Moog Synthesizer. Now, it's spelled M-O-O-G, and a lot of people refer to it as Moog. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. It's, it's named after its inventor, Robert Moog. Mm -hmm. Thus, if you want to really be something else, it's called a Moog synthesizer what, what is, is it it was one of the very first successful analog synthesizer and what was really neat about it one note at a time you couldn't screw up so what if do you mean one note at a time that's all it would play is one note at a time so if you let go of one key uh, you had to press another key you could not play two keys simultaneously that yet. sounds weird wrong. huh wrong now look i've got a couple moog uh, plugins uh -huh. on, on the computer. What's great about being able to hit one key at a time, you can't screw up 
and play two notes when you shouldn't. You just, it will only play one note. It sounds so, like you can't play enough notes. You just flip on the <laughs> keyboard and it sounds great. Whammy bar, a vibrato bar, uh-huh. a tremolo bar. Right. Why is it called a whammy bar? After uh, Mr. Whammy? Bob Whammy, right. Yay. No, no. Lonnie Mack had a song back in 1963 called Wham, where he used that you know tremolo Wham. bar a good bit. Uh-huh. So it became the wham bar, which became the whammy bar. Nice. Reggae. Where did the term reggae, or a lot of people say reggae, where did the term come from? Jamaica. Yes, but specifically, a 1968 single by Toots and the Maytels called Do the Reggae. It probably has a root or two in the word Rastafarian, but the term that denotes the music came from the single. That one sounds a little iffy to me. That does not sound true. Sounds a little iffy to me as well. Yes, yes, yes. In tune versus, this is the last one, in Mm -hmm. tune versus dissonant. Why is something harmonic or dissonant? Why do two notes go together, but two other notes don't go together? Dissonant. Hmm? Does, does it just mean out of tune or no? Generally. It sounds okay. bad. You hear the two notes together and you go, oh, uh, I don't like that. Okay. Nails on the chalkboard. It has to do with the idea of a note's frequency. Every note, the higher the frequency, the higher the note. Gotcha. But we in the Western world have mm-hmm. decided that certain notes have certain frequencies. Right. For the sake of argument, A. A has A5, actually. Pardon me, A4. Has a frequency of 440 hertz. Okay? 440 ups and downs in a second. If you put A with its octave A, the octave A is 880. See how they're perfectly half? Yeah. Those two frequencies will go together nicely. Works together, huh? Thus harmonious. Ah. That's the idea. You put that A with a D, well, it's 440 to 554. Uh, maybe not. Not so good, huh? Right. You put an F with a G, that's 698 to 783. They don't fit real well oh, together. I, it's oh, because it's all of math. The, it's all because of the movement of the frequencies, whether you perceive it as harmonious or whether you perceive it as dissonant. I'm not saying dissonant's bad. There's many times when dissonant works in a song. Okay. It's just dissonant because the frequencies don't match or aren't mathematically compatible to one another. Thank you very much. I'm out of terms. Whoo! That's that. I'm Joe Burns. I am Tammy Burns. I hope this was interesting. We're going to finish with what I think is the greatest guitar intro of all time. It is so easy and so good. It has become its own joke. Smoke on the water. I think there are people that have never heard Western music who know Smoke on the Water. Very good. And it sounds like this, and we're done. That's it. Class is dismissed.